Do you find yourself running out of time to accomplish your work? Are you spending time doing things that you're not that good at? There are effective ways to outsource these tasks so you can focus on your business. This is the Virtual Success Show. We bring the inside scoop on outsourcing success for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Malouf and Barbara Turley. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Success Show, where I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Malouf. Hey Matt, how's it going? I'm excellent, Bob. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. We've been punching out these shows recently. We've got a, a, a whole bank of amazing content up on the site, virtualsuccessshow.com these days. So I'm excited to keep going with this. Absolutely. Very exciting for the community. Yeah. So today's topic is quite a good one because I know that um, we're going to be interviewing a very good friend of mine who runs a, a business um, d- who delivers content um, for you know, people looking to do content marketing online or any business looking to build content. And we all know that actually it's quite a big job to get content up, you know, writing blogs and doing this sort of thing. And a lot of people really don't enjoy it, but it's a really important part of your marketing strategy. So today we're going to be talking to Anthony Chatsmuth, who is the chief marketing officer um, um, at Simple Creative Marketing. He also has a podcast called Authentic Influence, um, which is a fantastic podcast that I myself was on the other day. So check that one out also. Um, So Anthony, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Bob and Matt. Welcome. So, Anf, just to kick off, do you want to give us a quick, you know, just give us the quick background of, you know, how you ended up. I love the offer that you have around people can sign up for a monthly offer, basically, to have um, your team, which is all a virtual team of writers, create their their content strategy and deliver the the blog um, strategy for them. But how did you come, you know, what's the backstory to how you actually ended up delivering that offer? Well, I, if we go back about four years, I was the uh, marketing manager, one of Australia's largest co-working communities. Uh, and so I was actually writing a lot of the content for the company at the time. Um, and then what we realized was we had a distributed team of about 12 people across Australia. Uh, and we struggled, even with a team of that size, we struggled to get content out consistently. Um, and so when I ended up, what I, what I saw was for that organization, but also for our clients who are a lot of small business owners, um, they were just struggling. People were, they knew they had to produce content. They knew that it was a good way to access, um, you know, SEO benefits and, and, and attract, you know, uh, build their credibility and, um, really shared expertise online, but they just didn't have the system behind it to be able to produce it well, right? Um, Or they they had tried it before and and they weren't getting results, so they gave up. So what I, yeah, so what I realized was, um, well, if we were an organization of 12 people and we still struggled, um, there must be, and and our clients were struggling, then there is a space for this. Uh, And so I basically was involved with a a group online at the time, which was called the Seven Day Startup Community, um, run run by a guy called Dan Norris, who actually wrote the book on content marketing. Um, You should give it a read sometime. Um, And he he challenged us all to launch a business within seven days. Uh, And so, you know, he just said, take a concept, throw it out there, and see if you can get clients. Uh, and that's what I did. I just said, okay, who needs some help with content? I'm going to produce that for you. Uh, and I put it out there, you know, 100 bucks or whatever it was at the time. Um, and I got 
two buyers straight off the bat uh, and then just went, okay, then maybe there's something here. And then so I continued with that uh, and then realized, okay, yeah, the, the, the real benefit of having someone else do content for you is you can actually free up a lot of your time as a business owner trying to write, especially like you said, Bob, people don't like writing. Um, so that's not your, your jam. You don't love doing that stuff. You know, why are you struggling and trying to make it happen? Um, and, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of businesses drop the bat, uh, drop the ball on that, um, you know, because they, they, they know, but it's not the challenge with content, as you would both know, is it's not a quick win type of scenario. It's actually a longer Long term. It's the strategy. long game, yeah. It, you have to play yeah. the long game with that, but it's an important part of the of the marathon of business, I think, and 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 marketing. And actually, look, we've had Dan Norris on the show, so guys, check out his his episode. He has also a big virtual team, so he talked quite heavily about how he he does that, and the, his books are great too. So, um, so Alf, I have a whole a whole host of sort of questions there. So. The offer went out, and were you initially the one doing the writing, or how did the virtual part of this yes. thing start? Yeah, it started. I was one man flying solo person team, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you realized I, the folly of that. <laughs> absolutely right, and, and I, because I, you know, I thought, look, I'm, I'm leaving a full time job scenario, and I, I had the space to to freelance, um, and I wanted to develop my writing ability. Um, like I write for Huffington Post and for different publications, um, and I just thought, okay, let, let me give this a go. And then I realized, okay, look, it's taking me, you know, four hours, anything up to eight hours on certain posts, depending on the amount of research required and then really understanding the client. Uh, and then I just thought, okay, I, I got the capacity and then just said, all right, I need a team to do this um, because it's just uh, I'm not able to to deliver you know, to multiple clients in the way I want to and, and to, to build that business. So that's when I started um, looking for other writers and I tried different platforms, you know, Upworks and um, other writing platforms out there and copywriters and whatnot and just went through the whole uh, challenge of trying to find quality writing at a price point that would work um, that's not you know, $1,500 per piece or, or whatever it is, you know, some, some writers are charging, if you're hiring an Aussie, uh, easy, you know, they'll charge you, you know, $200, $400 per, for one piece, right? So it just, it just depends. Uh, and so I went through the, the challenge of trying to build a team, you know, like an, a virtual team around this. Uh, and I could see that other business owners were, they were trying to find writers and they were struggling. So that, that kind of led to me saying, well, you know what, if I have a team and I'm able to source those people and, and um, ensure quality in what we're delivering, then we've got something that people want. And that's, what it, that's how Simple Creative became what it is today. Okay, great. So, because I know writers are very hard to find. Well, no, writers are not hard to find online. Good writers are very hard to find online, <laughs> as you know. So talk to me about because, you know, at Virtual Angel Hub, we get asked all the time, you know, can, I, can my VA write content? And we're, we just say absolutely no. And then the next question is, well, can, you, can I get a writer from the Philippines? Now, I actually have gotten a couple of people who can write, but talk to me about, um, you know, the, the hit rate with that and what, where your strategy went in terms of trying to get, you know, the, the cost efficiencies of going offshore and how did you yeah. end up coming to the place you're at now where you've got only, only Western writers, I think, isn't it? It's not only Western. I've got um, predominantly, so I've got people from, a couple from South Africa. I've got a couple, I've got, I, ha I just fired the one I had from the Philippines because just reliability was an issue. Um, and I had two from the US and one from the UK, right? So uh, the, the, 
the, what it looks like or looked like in the last year I've been building this, it, we've been through 30 different riders to get to five core riders, right? <laughs> it sounds um, like our business. We go through like 100 <laughs> VAs to get to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's that hard yeah, to fire fine people. <laughs> That's it. And, and it's, it's, it's a trial and error. It's getting them familiarized with our systems. Look, we, we had to, a couple of riders were just not on because they were very traditional old school, didn't know how to use Google Drive. And we're saying we're an online business, online team. If you can't use Google Drive uh, and Google Docs to share your writing and they were sending me Word documents and I'm saying that's not, that's not going to work for our team. Like we, we need to have it very systemized as you would understand. Um, and, and it needs to be, able, we need to be able to deliver the, the, our system and our processes in a way that that works nicely with what our clients are expecting, you know, not only timelines, but just reviewing content and having them come back and forth with feedback and things like this. Um, and, and that's been, yeah, the journey has been, first of all, finding people who could write at, at, as, at a good quality or, or, you know, a good enough quality that the clients would feel like, hey, um, this is actually valuable experience right and and then not have, have them say to us oh there's something wrong with their english or or um the grammar's not quite right or you know is there's there's an issue with the, the biggest um objection if you will around hiring or outsourcing your writing or your content is tone and voice okay so how can i reliably give you know my content to someone else um and make sure that they still uh, are able to you know, write content, produce content that is in line with our brand and our brand vision, our voice and message, uh, and and it, it's seamless. So so people who are reading our content don't, you know, they can't tell the difference, right? And Dan would have spoken about that. Um, and that's that's what I've worked really hard on. Was okay, really for me, it's been we have a um, the, our onboarding process is quite. Uh, deep so we spend you know a good chunk of time at the beginning when we engage with our, our clients to understand what the business is who their their avatars are um you know all the branding stuff to understand okay well well what's the message and how do you communicate what's your tone of voice you know are you funny are you humorous are you professional are you you know whatever it may be and then we spend that's why we have a, a two-step process we have a writer and then we have an editor who who goes back through what the writer's written um, and then they edit to actually nail the tone and voice so we actually take them through the writer the editors when they come on board we take them through a onboarding process if you will uh where we're actually training them on how to actually um be able to to study research and understand and communicate like they're the client mm. oh there's so many there's so many nuggets and i know matt you and i've talked a lot about not only building virtual teams so there's a whole piece and that you've just gone through there about your experience so forgetting the business model for a second you had this whole experience of having to get the building of a virtual team right so it doesn't matter what business mm -hmm. you're in that's a struggle in, like that's a real challenge and then also you've talked about the onboarding process of clients and the onboarding process of your virtual team, which are topics that Matt and I have talked about um, on this podcast in the past. So, Matt, which one will we tackle first? Yeah, well, just to add to that, I think that what the listeners need to really tone in, like tune into that Anthony talked about processes and systems multiple times just then. And without I – mean, we – we can't reiterate that point enough unless, and I think it was Dan Norris had said, as the, as the entrepreneur and business owner, your sole responsibility is to build the, the business system, the business machine. 
And so um, it's really, really important to hear that and understand that if you don't get that piece right, it is always going to be a struggle. And using virtual teams without systems and processes is is ample. It's 10 times harder. Um, <laughs> um, Entrepreneurship yeah, suicide. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. 100%. 100%. Um, a curious question for me is um, where are your team geographically located? So we are – so myself and my um, – CFO, COO, but we, we're here in, right now we're in Sydney. Uh, and then we've got the, our VAs in the Philippines. So VAs through Virtual Angel Hub. Um, and, and we're loving, like, May's amazing. And then we also have, uh, we've got two of our riders in South Africa. We've got two in the US and um, we've just brought someone on from the UK. Was the geographic selection based upon candidate and then being the right candidate or you were actually looking to strategically have people in different time zones um i wish i had that that much foresight no it was um more around trying to to we we initially started with uh, um philippines and india because of, of the price you know it, it's the price point really uh, and then we just realized the quality wasn't there and, and we really struggled to, to find riders who could deliver you know what our clients were looking for and and with this like i we have our own vetting system and our own process and if i'm not happy with with the riders being able to write for our own business there's no way i'm giving them to my clients right mm-hmm. so um and that's always the first test like i would say look go write three blog posts for me and i want to see what you can do All right um and so and then it just came then we started to pick up really in the last two months we've got now clients in singapore and we've got uh, clients in the us so now now the time zone thing is becoming um, relevant to to the business Uh, and so it actually just worked out that we have these people in these three different geographic uh geographical locations And, and and what are some of the systems or tools that you employ in your business to to communicate with your team so when we started, we started with Trello, um, was the, the primary tool for uh, systemizing the, the, the processes and, and the engagement with the writers and the editors. Uh, and then about, say about four months ago, we switched over to Podio. Uh, and so that's the driving tool right now uh, for communication. So that's for um, assignment of tasks, jobs, and, and review, and, and just tracking all, all the jobs as they move through and all the clients. Uh, and then for uh, collaboration in terms of the actual the writing work um, that's all done through Google Drive uh, Google Docs and that's the two main tools that we're using with our writers and editors at the moment I love the way you've you don't have lots and lots and lots of systems because although I'm a big fan of systems and automation and I've been asked this a few times on a, on a couple of different podcasts and, and in fact I think you might have asked me this the other day when I was on your podcast how you know what are the systems we use and I always say to people while you may love systems, but try and keep them, you know, don't have loads and loads of systems. You've got to try and find systems that do a lot of things and that can potentially talk to each other. So like, you know, we run Virtual Angel Hub with sort of four or five key systems um, and that works really well for us and it doesn't overwhelm your team. So that's another little tip right. in terms of running virtual teams. Um, I'm keen uh, to talk about, you know, you've got people in different time zones. So let's talk mm. for a second about how as a team... Do you run uh, video like huddles or or is it a bit different in your business because they're all writing for different, you know, there's different projects they're on or how do you guys come together as a team or do you? 
So we don't have, with the writers, we don't have um, ongoing meetings and that kind of structural rhythm with them. Uh, oh, we, we Because they are assigned per client, like that's the way we've got it structured right now. We, we try to do it where we could assign any any task or any job to any writer, but it didn't work. Um, we just found that was quite challenging uh, and it worked. And what we realized were, you know, each writer has their core strength and, and ability and, and writing style uh, and they would suit specific clients, right? So then we ended up working that way. Um, so the, where, where we do have a regular rhythm is with our VA. So we have, you know, we've got our Monday meeting and then we've got our daily check-in and, and we've got our reporting mechanisms and whatnot. So that's, that's mainly, and she's really dry uh, the allocation of tasks with with the writers. So the writers rarely engage with me directly, um, but I am doing a second pass edit on, on all the work before it goes to the clients. So I will give them feedback, but that usually goes through our VA to get to the writers. Oh, that's great. Yeah, music to my ears, of course, because you have a VA with us. So I'm, you know, that I like that structure works well. Yeah, and that, that's, and you can always refine that. Now, look, the, the question I really have here, and it's, it's probably more of a comment as well, I love the fact that you've been through a period of this not working, right? You, you know, you had writers in the Philippines and India, it wasn't working. Then you had other writers around the world, wasn't working. Then your process, etc., it wasn't working. There's bits and pieces that didn't work. And you could have easily thrown the towel in and said, this just doesn't work. But I love the commitment that you've made to realizing that the problem is there and the solution is there, but you've just got to, it's not that easy to match things together, especially with virtual teams, but you've been hustling hard and refining processes as you go to make this a well-oiled machine that's really working now. So can you talk to me a bit about, were there moments when you thought, you know, what am I doing here? You know, how can I make this, this virtual thing is just not going to work. And how did you get through that? There are that, that at least once a month. (laughs) (laughs) Daily. I nearly wake up every morning and go, what have I done? You know, and it's, the first, the first major shift was my mindset around me being a freelancer to me building a team. Okay, so um, because all the processes, as you, you both of you would know, were sitting in my head, right? And, and, and they were things I could do, like I could pick up and edit things. And, and I've been doing this for years. Like this, this has been my career. So, um, fast, so was, now you, you would have had the mindset coming in. You would have had to fight the mindset of God, it's just easier to do it myself. Yeah. Yeah, and and there's still I'm still times when I'm resisting that now. Like it's like, oh, I could just jump in there and and you know spend you know 20 minutes or never. It's never 20 minutes, by the way. It always takes up an hour or so. Um, and you know, and and I've resisted that, and I've been really my the last month has really been training my um my COO and and getting her up to speed uh, to make sure that that she can you know manage the team. Uh, you know, effectively, right? And and that that involves um, making sure that we. I think you mentioned video earlier, so we do have. I've, I've started to do um, Loom video training. So I'll, I'll whenever there's feedback, I'll just record it as a Loom video, and I'll shoot that through to to our VA, who then passes it to all the writers, right? Um, and just say, look, look, here's some things that we're seeing common um, threads that or mistakes people are making. Please review this uh, and then make the adjustments. So that's an ongoing process. Uh, and, you know, and I've had to put that hat on where it's like, okay, my responsibility, as you say, is to build the system and, and to train the team correctly to make sure they're, they're clear on the processes. And whenever they're like, I'm all over, all over the tools. So I'm always looking at new tools and ways to make things more effective or cut costs where we can or wherever it may be. So, but I have to make sure that when 
there's timely information getting to the writers and editors at the you know to make sure that the, the engine keeps moving right um, and so one thing that we've strongly focused on in the last couple of months um, since we've brought on our VA uh, is custo- like that customer service and making sure that we're keeping our clients up to date um, you know on, on where jobs are because we've had situations where um, you know back to your question about have I had moments where I wanted to throw the, throw the, the hat in or the, the hounds at a ring or whatever it may be. Um, there were moments where like we lost a client because, you know, it, it was, they had signed on for, for a job and it was 10 days later and they still hadn't received their, 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 their content yet. Right. Or, commu- so, or, or no communication. Yeah, exactly. And that, that was it. It's like there, was, there wasn't timely communication. So then a client, you know, and, and I was really like embarrassed and I said, that, that makes me feel like crap because it's, um, at, at the least we should be, our clients should know where their jobs are at. And if there's a, de- a delay, why? Right. So, um, we've really been working hard on, like I've been working hard on that side of things in the last month or so. Matt, you would see a lot of this with your clients in terms of the, you know, the, the feedback loops between virtual teams, the owner and the then client onboarding and things like that, wouldn't you, in your coaching? Absolutely. And I think it's two two reasons there. And, I'm, and, and I know we've spoken about it on this show. Uh, number one is everyone's moving so fast. And, and, and in order to set up for success, it's not slowing down in order to speed up. Um, but I think secondly is it's around it's around that expectation and understanding. And so it's getting that clarity around that that really will ensure that uh, your virtual team works. Look, you, you know, and one of the things I really love that you're sharing today is that, you know, again, I'm coming back to this concept of, you know, building virtual teams. And I would be and Matt and I talk about this a lot. And we try and get all the listeners to realize this. The dividends that it pays to your business of getting this right are explosively good, but it's not easy. It's simple, but not easy. And you have to make a commitment to making this work. And it's a bit of hustle along the way. And it's kind of looking at the mistakes that are happening and asking yourself, is it a process problem? Is it a team problem? Is it a person problem? Is it a me problem? And you've done all of those things. And these are things that we have to do. Like, I'm still doing this every day in my business. You know, we we still have things that will go wrong or, you know, it's a tough thing when you're managing virtual teams, but it's so worth it to get it right. So have you any advice to share for people who are maybe just dipping the toe with a VA or starting out trying to sort of build, you know, I mean, there could be virtual bookkeepers, could be virtual anything, really. Um, What advice would you give to people starting out? I think, you know, the 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 main the, the main decision points that that I've gone through over the last you know twelve twelve months of building this um, have really been just getting clear as to what my role is as a, as, you know, as a CEO or the founder or the director or whatever you want to call it um, but it, it's really it's a it's an old analogy you know are you the foot soldier or, or are you the general right and so you need to understand your 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 place in the in the business that you're trying to build, um, and if if you you know, and the freelancer mindset is quite different to the business owner mindset, right? So, and I started as a freelancer, so you know, the freelancer it's your practice, like it's your art. You are the one who writes, paints, draws, sings, and does all that stuff. Um, but when you become the business owner, uh, you know, yes, you have those skills, but you know, your your role, my role now is actually to find writers who are better than me at writing. Right, so um, and, and make sure that you become the conductor. Yes, then. yeah, the correct. Business owner is the correct. conductor. Mm. 
Yeah. And then also there's this whole thing about getting overwhelmed over all the tools that are out there to use, you know, in building this thing. Right. So, um, and, and like, fortunately enough for me, like I, uh, I, I really, you know, lent on my mentor. Like I felt I got myself a mentor and, um, worked, worked with him, a business coach to work through that as well. And say, okay, look, you know, and, and he was good at reminding me, you know, look, you're not, not here to get the Rolls Royce. Don't jump into Infusionsoft straight away. Like that's that, yeah. it, that's overkill for your business, right? Um, but just get it, get understand the processes that are at play here. Map it all out, and and for me, it's pen and paper or post-it notes, you know, on my window um, before I moved it to Trello, before I moved it to, to any of the, the systems that we're using now um, because I needed to really understand. And I, I like flowcharts, so I like to flowchart things out and go, okay, step by step, this is actually what's happening, right? Um, and and sometimes when you're the p- practitioner, you do things so intuitively that, that it's hard to decode that. So you actually have to sit down and work it out or have someone work with you to actually understand, actually, these are the steps that, that are actually happening. Um, and like things like onboarding, right? Like I, I, for me to systemize the onboarding, I had to understand what is it I'm actually doing with the clients? Like what information do I need to extract from them in order to, and then how do I push that information to the relevant systems? You know, like our CRM, our email marketing tool, our, our what needs to get to Trello or to, to Podio to, and to the writers. So um, it, it's... Uh, Look, my, my so I guess key takeaway would be start with um, what you what is the core service that you're delivering, and then then start to decode that and pull that apart first. Um, because my, you know, the mistake I made a few years ago, if I can give you a bit of a backstory, like I had a diff- another business, oh, maybe six years ago with another guy. We had we were two of us. We had a Facebook agency. We we started to go down this path of building a team, um, but we. Uh, we made the mistake of getting a VA first, right? Um, and and even though that was great and the VA helped us, we were still in the role, like working, you know, 60-hour weeks, right? Um, and, you know, in, in what I've learned since then is actually what, if you're going to grow a business, what you need is someone to help you with, with the delivery and servicing of the clients. And so that's why I focus on hiring, hiring writers first before I brought on the VA. You know, what I love there as well Everything, you know, these are really valuable tips and thank you for sharing that because what I love about that is none of what you've said focused on, you know, going out and finding the right person. A lot of it is what clients, I think, what I find sometimes clients don't realize is there's an awful lot of work for you to do as a business owner before you start to look at building a team, whether that's a VA or a writer or anything you really have to get, um, and I know I'm singing from your hymn hymn sheet here, Matt, but like all of it hinges really, the success of of virtual teams actually hinges on the work that's done before the virtual team arrives. That's what I think. Absolutely. And and the other thing, just in what Anthony just said, which I just, is is so awesome. Um, I'm going to say, you got to go analog before you go digital. And that was the piece on whether it's a post-it note or a flow chart or unpacking something on paper first and getting absolute clarity, that that will speed you up massively. But so many people don't do that because we're busy or um, the biggest mistake I see a lot of people make is they want to jump to technology first, mm. thinking that will solve the problem. But what will actually um, ensure that you choose the right technology is getting clarity on what is it that I need the technology to do. And, and inevitably, the technology is going to drive your system. So once you unpack your system, then you can appropriately um, dissect and understand the, the best technology. 
to, to give you the result you're after. Love that. Love the post-it notes. And then to add to that from my end, like I, you know, people often think that um, I would, you know, would, would go VA first. I always say, no, 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 you go system first, then you automate as much of it as you can, and then you delegate. So, yes. you know, like you say, unpack your system, then pick the appropriate technology and figure out where you're going to automate. And then you figure out, well, who's, what, what seats do I need on the bus now for all the stuff that's left? What role am I playing as conductor? Um, what things are in, stopping me from being the conductor? So that's the other thing, Anthony, that you've really brought up. So fantastic insights there just on building virtual teams. And of course, if, you know, like I always say, people could do all this themselves, of course. But if, you know, if you're a business owner listening to this and you're loving, you know, the work, the idea of having a consistency of quality content coming onto your blog without you having to do pretty much anything or liaise with maybe Amph's team, where can they go Amph, to connect with you, the business, and maybe get started? Because your offer is fantastic. So just uh, head along to www.simplecreativemarketing.com uh, and that's uh, where we can connect. Brilliant. Great. Um, so guys, continue the conversation if you can over on the Facebook group. We've got a Facebook group called Virtual Success where we post a lot of these shows and we go back over tips from the shows um, and get the conversation going over there. And also you can pop in there and let us know if there's a show that you would like us to cover, a topic. Uh, we're always looking for new and interesting topics um, on the show. And finally, we'd love if you're listening on Stitcher or iTunes, can you give us a rating and a review? We'd love to hear from you, hear what you think about the show. And the more ratings and reviews we get, the the more people get to listen to the show and the, the um, advice gets out to the community. So, Anf, Matt, thanks so much for today. And we'll see everyone on the next show. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together. Find out more about the inside scoop on outsourcing success by going to our website, virtualsuccessshow.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.